Welcome to the Immigrant Voices Podcast Project. I'm Deb Bluestein, and I'll be bringing you the voices of the courageous people who have made the U.S. their home. You'll hear about the lives and people they left behind in their native countries, their journeys here, their struggles and successes. You'll hear from parents of dreamers, dreamers themselves, undocumented to naturalized citizens, and everything in between. Pay for teaching at a private school in Guatemala barely brought in enough money for Rudy to support himself, and certainly not enough to repay his parents for the sacrifices they had made for him. Instead, he decided to join his sister in the States to better his circumstances and be able to send money to his parents. Once here, he learned the plumbing and construction trades with dreams of starting his own construction business. Rudy is determined to find the best balance between career and family while improving his English. A devoted father and husband, Rudy is looking forward to using his recently earned U.S. passport to travel with his small family. So my guest today is Rudy from Guatemala. Hi, Rudy. Can you tell me, why did you come to this country? Why did you leave Guatemala? And also, when was the year that you left Guatemala? It was in 2002, 20 years First of all, I grew up in a poor family in, in the valley, not a city, no? and my parents, they had a hard time to give to me the opportunity to study or, uh, in my country a profession. No? And thanks God, they do a good job. They give me the opportunity and I graduate for teacher. I'm a teacher in my country. Yeah, but it's hard in my country to get a job because many, many students graduate every every year, every day. It's, it's not. They, the government, they don't give enough opportunity for all the students that got graduate. And I started to give classes in my country, like a private, private school. But the private school don't pay a lot because it's not part of the government. Are you saying that you went to school to become a math teacher? And in my country, the teacher they teach all classes, science, math, all classes. Was there a particular day or a particular thing that happened that made you decide, I'm going to leave? Yes, because when I start to teaching in class, I want to help to my parents, you no, know, pay back the money that they invest in, in, in me, you no. Know? But the pay it wasn't enough for me. Imagine to if I give to my parents, and that's why probably I decide to come or this country because I hear from my friends they already are here. They they work hard, but they pay weekly, and um, they do many things over there. You Not know, like a house, and they can send money to his parents. Okay, I would like to do the the same thing. No, that's why I took the decision to come. Did, did you get a visa, or how did you actually 
come into the country? It was hard because I just come from the border. Yeah, it take me 20, 28 days to arrive here to US, USA. I have to sleep in the mountains and I have to walk the, the desert for two days and three nights. Yeah, it was hard, but thanks God I'm here and I'm happy now. I'm happy because my family is, is small. Yes, only have two two sisters. My youngest sister is here. And my parents they have a, a visa. They come they visit me every year. I don't miss much my country. And all my friends, they are here. They are in different states, but I had contact with them. So when you crossed the border, how long did it take you to come to Boston? Was that did that take weeks or months? Uh, first, uh, I came to Virginia. One of my friends, he offered me a, a house and, and food. I lived in Virginia for four years. I was working in a plumbing company, but the company lost a lot of jobs. And they give me a kind of layoff, no, because I was new in that, in that time, no? And they only say, uh, I will call you, I will call you. The past uh, two weeks, three weeks, uh, one month, two months. Imagine if you're over here, if you don't have a job, <laughs> you can survive. <laughs> yeah, the family can help you for, for a few days, no? but not for a long time. Yeah, and that's why my, my sister, one of my sisters was living here in Boston. And I asked her if he, he can, how is the things going over there, if they are jobs. And she told me, yeah, you can come if you want, because if you don't want, you don't have a job over there, how you can gonna survive or how you can help to my parents, no? Yeah, that's why I decided to, after four years living in Virginia, I came from Boston. Were now, you married at that time? Uh, no, I was single. It's more easy to move to a state to a, state, a different place when you are single. No? <laughs> when did that change? Uh, well, I was uh, live in Boston, and I found the Lord. Uh, I got married, and now I have a child at uh, two two years and a half. That's wonderful. So when you got to Boston, what kind of work did you do? A painter, a paint company. was was different. I didn't know anything about paint. No? I never been got a brush and nothing. No? I have to start from the beginning no? because I don't know anything in Boston. I don't know nothing about, about Boston. Was was hard. was hard for me. How long would it take? for you to feel comfortable in Boston and also comfortable as a painter? Uh, it took me not much time because, first of all, I was with my sister and two and In Boston, it's easy to move to different places because we have the MBTA. I had to learn fast how to take the bus, how to take the train. What's good? What was the biggest 
culture shock when you got to the States. Was there anything that was really surprising to you and difficult to adjust to when you came? The more difficult was the language. I don't understand. It was hard. And I was in Virginia, I was working at a landscaping company. Most person who work in that company, they only speak English, not Spanish. When did you start to learn English? Well, I start to learn English in my job, just hearing. Always I like to hear, or when I take the bus, I like to hear watching the the sign, what they say. Probably I don't understand, but I like to repeat, or I like to try to say the word or the sentence or on the signs. And after many, like three years, uh, I hear about the Gardner Pilot Academy. Uh, they teach English free. Is that more important or free? No? <laughs> I went with those days to apply and they told me uh, they're going to call me because they have a, a list, no? They called me and I was very happy because one of my goals is to learn or understand and speak and write a hundred percent in English, no? Now, now most because I have, I told you, I have a, a voice and in the future, imagine if we, I can understand or I can understand or write English when my boy came from the school and he has a a homework, how is going to help her? My wife, she can help, no? She can help him. By me, if he, imagine if he, he asked me, hey, dad, oh, can you help me? Oh, I'm going to feel bad. That's why I want to learn English. That's why I have three years taking an English class in Gardner School. And I think it's, it's helped me a lot because I received many accomplishments. Oh, now you understand more, Rudy. Oh, wow. You, you can read sometimes I send message in, in English, no? And the person, oh, it's nice. That's why I'm still assisting to the English class. Your son is still pretty young. <laughs> by, by the time he's in school, your English, you'll be able to help him with his homework. Yeah, probably. So did you bring anything from... Guatemala with you, that you still have something you carry with you, maybe even in your pocket, some little thing that has always been with you? No, no. When we come to this country, we cross the border, the person, they don't let us bring anything big or something. Walking or running and the mountains or the desert, you know, we, we cannot, I don't have anything. You've told me when we spoke on the phone that you've recently become a U.S. citizen. Can you tell me about how long it took you and what it was like to become a citizen? Well, uh, after get married, I become a resident. And, and after three years, I become a citizen. That's why I decided to take the English class, no? Because... One of my goals was be a young a, a citizen. If you don't you don't understand, if you don't speak, you cannot pass the citizenship test, no? That's why I'm very glad with the 
teachers that are teaching English class in, in the Gardner Pilot Academic. I always will be glad with Michelle. No? She, she helped me a lot. And she contacted me with a person who give a citizenship class. And that helped me a lot because I think you learn more when someone is teaching you. Those classes helped me a lot to become a, a citizen. Thanks, God. I'm very happy when I got my passport. And say, oh, wow, this is that's true. It's <laughs> true. I'm a citizen. <laughs> yeah. So where are you going to take yourself or your family now that you have the passport? Do you have plans for traveling? Last year, we went to my country in Guatemala. How was that? It was good. It was exciting. Yeah, I see many different things, no? What do you miss most about Guatemala? I miss the life over there. Probably you don't have to have a, a job. You can survive over there, not in the campus, because we cultivate corn, we vegetable, yeah, different things. No, it's, it's good over here. The life I think is more rational. You always, always running. Oh, I gotta go to my other job. I gotta. I wake up earlier. More stress. This is the, the word, more stressful. Are you saying that in Guatemala you don't need to have a job, that just, just growing your own food is enough? Sometimes, yes. Because the thing is, when you get sick, this is the problem. You have to take the person, your children, to the hospital. And the hospital or the clinic is very expensive. No? And you could pay the the appointments or the medicine. But if you're uh, sick, probably you can survive because we cultivate many different vegetables, different fruits. You're, it sounds like your lifestyle has become Americanized in that you're rushing around a lot and you feel stressful. What do you do to deal with the stress? What do you do to relax? What are some of your hobbies? Do you have any hobbies? I don't have any hobbies, but uh, things I could be have a hard time, a hard day on, on my job. But when I come to my home and see my child running and she receiving me with a, a smile, that takes me the stress completely. What kind of work are you doing now, Rudy? I do construction work. We renovate apartments or house, all interior renovation. Is that something you had to learn from scratch from the beginning when you came to the States, or did you understand how to do that when you were in Guatemala? No, everything in here was new for me. I had to learn everything. Because all the construction over here, the steps, all the material are different compared to my country. And also, if we don't have the metric system. Yeah, that, that's true. So do you like the construction business uh, enough to even go into business for yourself? Is that a dream that you have? Yeah, yeah, this is my, my dream. Tell me a little bit about that dream. Where do you see it going in five years from now? First of all, I like my my job because I can do different things, different things like a painter, like installing floor, installing many things. No, I can do. It. That's why I like my job. No, yeah, because always 
we are in different place. Anna like be working in the same place every day, every day in the same room. No, no, I don't like that. <laughs> That's why I like my, my job. And I already started taking a small job from my side. After my day work, I work in the afternoons and the nights. Moonlighting. Yeah, moonlighting. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. So, it's hard, but I have to do it if we, in the future we have my own company. Being a citizen is probably going to be a real asset for you. It'll help you form yeah. your own company. Looking into the future... Are you going to have a lot of people working for you, or are you just going to be on your own? How would you like your business to be? Well, I think it's, it's good when you have a big company, because obviously you can win more money or something, but I think it's more stressful. And I don't want to live with the stress all my life, no? I think the money is good, but you have to balance it with the work and the family no? I have a family but if you have a big company you you have to probably work a lot spend more time with the work no but the work is important but the family too that's why I have to balance I don't like to be a a big company no? probably like a four or five workers sounds doable sounds good the family is important for me. It's the right balance between personal and professional. Now, all those years ago, you were going to be a teacher, and you were a teacher for a while. Has that interest in teaching been any part of your life, or is that any part of your future dreams at all? No, no, because I have my dream already, the construction company. Probably if I decide to if a teacher over here is going to take me a long time. And my goal in construction company, probably I already start to that process. That's great. You're on your way with that. Yeah, exactly. Do you have any hobbies or did you have any hobbies in Guatemala, sports or interests that you had that you're pursuing here or that you're not able to pursue here? Yes, because in Guatemala... When I was teaching, it's only half day, from 8 a.m. to 12 a.m. Every day I was practicing soccer, every day, every afternoon. Are you playing soccer here? When I came here, yes, because they have the opportunity, they have many fields close to me. But now, no, I have that free time. I prefer spending time with my child. This is my hobby, <laughs> yeah, playing. What advice would you give to somebody coming to this country based on what you've learned? Your whole experience of leaving Guatemala, going through the border, coming here, starting your life over again. If you could talk to somebody, let's say from Guatemala, and they're asking your advice, what should they do? What would you say are important things for them to do that maybe you didn't know about or that you didn't think about? or that maybe you did think about, that you think are important? I think the more important is learn English. This is the, the first. No? 
learn English, try to learn the more fast you can, no? Because it's gonna help a lot. But the, the communication is very important over here. I think this is the advice I can give to someone. Yeah, learn English. Do you have American friends that who don't speak any Spanish that you speak to that you have to use English? Yeah, almost every day because we work with Harvard University. My company has a contract with, with the university. We paint and renovate the apartment where the students live. And all property managers, so they are white people. They only speak English. And I think this helped me too because I was... Uh, practice wars and now I have a big conversation. Remember, a little by little, I was learning more war, more war that they talking to me. That's why I think it helped me to learn English. And I received a, a question for they you know they oh now Rudy you understand more oh wow it's a big difference compared to two years ago three years ago. Now I can understand more. So they give you compliments in your English. And is your wife Spanish-speaking? It was funny because when I started talking with her, her Spanish was terrible. <laughs> yeah, She don't like to speak Spanish because sometimes I love her about how she says the Spanish word. And now she speaks Spanish perfectly. Ah, so she's a native speaker. She yes. speaks English. So you uh, have a live-in English teacher. Her family is from, from Guatemala, but the native language is English. Ah, so she was born here. Yeah, she was born here. Is there anything else you'd like to tell me about what it's like being an immigrant? What's the hardest part? After, I know you said you learning the language, but what's the most challenging thing on a day-to-day -day basis? I think it was a little hard for me because it took me uh, 15 years to go back to my Norwegian country. After 15 years, I can come back to visit my family over there. So the separation and that you weren't able to go back Legally, is that what you meant? Until you became a citizen or maybe you got your residence? What enabled you to return? When I got my resident, my resident card. Is the resident card the same as the green card? Yeah, they call it green card. I'm very happy because now after I don't have anything, now I have a family, I become a citizen. Now I can both now i can decide to give a vote to the person who the thing is will be elected. that's wonderful that's a good reason to become a citizen is so that you can vote and i'm glad i'm very grateful with the with the gardener academy because they are giving me the, the opportunity to learn english so now it probably is more hard for me because i moved to another state Two months ago, and uh, over here is new for me. What brought you to Rhode Island? The thing is, one of my goal is buy a house, and over here the rent is more cheap. Everything is more cheap, and I want to save 
money, more money to and buy a, a house. And over there in Boston, everything is too expensive. And over here, my wife has her mom. She's she's gonna take care of my boy. It's, I, I think it's more convenient. So my job in Boston, no? I work in my boss. So that's a you have a big commute. Yeah, like uh, one gym, uh, one one hour day every day wow yeah that's a lot yeah, i'm i'm still assisting to the to the english class you know after work or, yeah. else you want to say you want to tell anybody listening any immigrant listening or non-immigrant or anybody the purpose of the podcast series is so that other immigrants can be inspired, but also people who have no concept of how hard it is to be an immigrant. I want them to get a sense of how resilient and hardworking the immigrants are that I talk to. Yeah, the only advice I can give is don't give up. Don't give up. No. If you have goals, if you have dreams, yeah, you can do it. Don't give up. Nothing is impossible. Good advice. Good advice. Thank you so much, Rudy. It's been great talking to you. Thank you. Rudy is an example of a patient, hardworking immigrant whose goals and dreams revolve around his family and his work. He balances the stresses of a long commute and juggling multiple jobs with a happy family reunion at the end of each day. His commitment to improving his English is evident as he enters his fourth year of ESOL classes at the Gardner. Rudy is a vital member of the Gardner Pilot Academy Adult Education Extended Community, and we are grateful for his involvement. Thank you for staying with us right to the end of this episode. The Immigrant Voices Podcast Project is the brainchild of Michelle Duval, the program director at the Adult Education Program at the Gardner Pilot Academy in Alston, Massachusetts. You can learn more about English for Speakers of Other Languages courses at our website, gpaesol.com, or by emailing Michelle Duval directly at m.duval, D-U-V-A-L, at live.com. Without the funding of Charles View, Inc., and the support of its executive director, Joanne Barber, this project would never have been possible. And last but not least, a big thank you to all the guests who are participating in this series of interviews. And to all our listeners, we say thank you. Do come back for the next episode.